Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text hope NY in New York. Um, some of you probably already heard or saw this, but Tyler Johnson from Louisville, Chris, direct men's quote, basketball. Yeah. Men's basketball, direct quote from Louisville men's basketball coach, Kenny Payne. So Johnson played just three minutes in the first half yesterday, but he ultimately finished the, the night with eight points and five assists, played 18 total minutes. So he played a good bit more in the second half. Of course, Kenny Payne was asked, why did he not play in the first half? Kenny Payne says, quote, are you ready for this? I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah, you heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted that we'd never had for him, and he decided, quote, I don't feel like I can go. He goes on to say, that's what young people do. I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him, and he played, and he played well. Mm-hmm. I hate to turn into old man yelling at clouds here, <laughs> but I'm starting to realize 20 years ago when I talked about other people, like, man, that guy's just old and yelling at clouds. I get it. I get it. That's the, the only, um, like, is he injured? Like, are there, are there some kind of special compression tights that help with your injury? Or is this just maybe was it a fashion com- maybe statement? Maybe a comfort thing. A I don't comfort thing. Yeah, you got, I mean, you got to be comfortable when you're going out to play basketball. You know. Yeah, that's. But also, they've never had the tights for him, Chris. They've never had them. That's that's also the one of those things where like, what do we think about? Like, I think it's pretty easy to have an opinion on if there's nothing else to it. Like, wow, sure. 
But then, like, the coach saying that publicly, like, and even saying I probably shouldn't say this because the it, kid's going to get – there's going to be, like, a Twitter account, like, Tyler Johnson's tights. Well, <laughs> this, this, this tells me that the tights are not the only issue that he's probably <laughs> come up with with this team. Yeah, m- maybe. But, like, that, I feel like that's one of the things where people want their coach to tell everything, but then when he tells it, you're like, ooh. Why'd you say that? You shouldn't have said – or he's airing out the – can't have it both ways. Hearing out the dirty laundry. Uh, anyways, we wanted to pay that story off at the end of yeah, the sorry. last hour. Too. I know. We know People what they want to talk about. Left hanging. Oh, we're not going to bury the lead here. Obviously, the news literally of the past couple hours came out right about 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, Juice Wells planning to enter the transfer portal after 10 days ago putting out the tweet that, of course, says, hey, I'm not playing. I'm not preparing for the draft. I am coming back. Dot, dot, However, dot. he did not specify where he was coming back to, and now it seems that is not going to be South Carolina. Yeah, where do we even start with this? I mean, I think here's what I'll say. If, uh, you know, if, if Juice Wells does follow through and enter the transfer portal and leave South Carolina, I mean, th- there's no sugarcoating it. This is a big loss. Now you're looking at replacing both uh, Xavier Leggett, who we know is heading on to the NFL, going to do the the Senior Bowl thing. And you really thought, okay, Wells was your leading receiver the year before. He was hurt most of this year. Leggett stepped into that role. And you had a clear – now they still needed wide receivers anyway, I feel like, but you had a clear, hey, Wells is going to step right back into that number one receiver role and be a guy – who can go make plays for you. Well, now, you know, all indications are that, um, you know, that that's not going to end up happening right now. So uh, if it ends up being official and he hits the portal, yeah, it's 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 a loss, man. Like anybody who says different, uh, you know, is spinning it a little bit for you because he, he's a talented guy. Yes, because you're now in that position where you go, okay, it, it, let's let's go get some people from the portal, right? Like like Monopoly, or that's probably not the right board game comparison, but just like kind of picking, picking and choosing, drafting, play, playing Madden maybe, yeah, or, or, or NCAA twenty fourteen. Yeah, go, go, go to the free agent list, pick some guys yeah, up, waiver like, wire, whatever. You're in recruiting mode where you've already won fifteen straight national championships, and everybody's interested in coming to you. You know, in reality, it's tougher because look, there's guys. Like, like, let's just use a guy who jumped in, Chris Mitchell from FIU, right? It's a guy we've talked about this week. Yeah, that's one where you could go, oh, man, go get that guy. Guess what? About 10, 15, 20 other schools, you know, have the same idea, and you still have to recruit them. And, you know, out of the portal, when you've got guys that have one year left, right, they are looking to maximize everything in most cases, and especially production, development. Yes, there's going to be typically an NIL piece as well. So it's tough to do. Um, if you're South Carolina, next year you're going to have to have a combination of develop the guys you've already got on the roster, bring in some freshmen, bring in some transfers, right? But the picture is not super rosy at that position right now, you know, because we looked out there at the, you know, at the end of the Clemson game or in the midst of the Clemson game, and there were times where you didn't have your two best guys in Xavier Leggett and Juice Wells and there was a clear drop-off. You know, you didn't have juice for most of the season. When when Xavier wasn't in there, it was kind of tough sledding at times, right? And so that's the position that you're in right now, and really there's there's one way to fix it, and it's through recruiting, but that's, you know, there's challenges to that part of it. I, I think, and I'm trying to be careful with my words here, but, and, and I'm not sitting here saying, 
in any way. I know people roll their eyes. I'm not sitting here saying, um, you know, we told you or we hinted or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I do think there there were signs of this even with the announcement that he was coming back. Those signs were there. Now, that doesn't mean it was always going to play out like this if Wells does leave. And, and we keep saying if Wells does leave just because you, you always leave that little door cracked because if you remember, even when Wells tweeted, we said if Wells does indeed come back, this is what it would mean for South Carolina. Well, I think you can kind of go back, go listen to the way Shane Beamer phrased some of his comments when asked about Juice Wells. Go listen to the way Dow Loggins framed some of his comments when asked about Wells. Um, you know, I, I don't think even with the sort of Twitter X announcement that this was ever a done deal at the time that he was going to come back, which is, is obvious now it, it wasn't. But, uh, you know, so I, I think in today's college football, man, you fans, and I, I feel I feel for fans because you're just constantly on edge of, all right, who who's going to leave us now? Um, you know, it's easy to get excited about, hey, go get this guy from the portal, go get that guy. But um, f- finding a way to solve this and keep your, your best players in-house is, um, is, is difficult. Um, you know, and it's, I think everybody, everybody's dealing with this. We talked about it the other side. MJ Morris, who we talked about how strange of a situation that was. Tyler, you said he redshirted himself. That's pretty much that's, it. <laughs> and the coach was okay with that. Yeah, no, he said he was okay said with he was that. Okay with said he was okay with mm-hmm. that. That was some A tier coach speak when he said he was okay with that. I can almost promise you. But, um, I mean, fans' frustrations, I get it. it you know, if he if he does leave, it, it is what it is. But th- there's really the, – the the next step, what's the grieving process? I don't know where acceptance the is in stages. it. I don't, yeah, I don't know where acceptance is in it. Isn't that the last one? I think, one? I think that one's down the road. <laughs> but if you're, um, if you're working for South Carolina, if you're on the, in the football program, unfortunately, you got to skip – the steps, and you got to get to, hey, this next 30 days is the most important month to this point of Beamer's tenure, I, I think, and you got you got to figure it out, uh, I think, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do. We'll see what the answers are, but there, there's a lot of things, I think, if you're Shane Beamer, that you have to look at within the program and evaluate while simultaneously getting out there and hitting the portal and finding the right guys, Chris, you um, you said earlier this week that there are no positives to not going to a bowl. That you're not spending it as a positive. Yes, thank but, you for um, being clear about that. Yeah, you did say that. I'm not going to throw you under the bus. But if if there is any positive to it, is if you're Shane Beamer right now, if you're the staff right now, you're putting all 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 of your energy into roster management and total. Let's be honest, total program management about decisions about the future uh, of your staff as well. Yeah, every every waking hour. And like the, t- the and some of the sleeping hours too. Yeah, probably. It, dreaming about it uh, or having nightmares even in some cases. The, you know, the the staff, the fan base will will go through the five stages um to varying degrees, varying timelines. The staff doesn't have time for that. You know, Shane Beamer doesn't have time for that. We we're at a critical juncture right now from a timeline standpoint. So 
30 days in November. So tomorrow's December 1st, guys. Yep. December 1st opens the contact period. Coaches can go on the road. Prospects can visit colleges. So you've got that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then for for 15 days after that, December 1st through the 16th. That's an important time. Then you have the full opening of the transfer portal on Monday. So we'll have a fun show, I'm sure, on Monday too, guys, trying to you know track all that different movement. But you're balancing that with what we all – I would say stronger than suspect what we all know, and that is that there's a really good chance that there will be some some shakeups on the staff. Uh, uh, you know, Wes alluded to Shane Beamer trying to evaluate all aspects of the program, and as you do that, he may very well land on, hey, we got to make some changes here. So that comes into effect too, right? Because you're looking at the roster, you already know you had to add some pieces regardless of whether or not Juice Wells was going to play at South Carolina next year. You've got to add some pieces. You got to do that through keeping your high school class together, adding some high school and junior college pieces, and then the portal. Well, the clock is ticking on all that now. And so you've got to go do that with maybe some positions that that might be in flux, right? So that makes it a little bit more difficult. And I think that's why in the coming days we'll probably have a little bit more clarity on on what that looks like in terms of, you know, any any shakeups that do happen, you would think sooner than later. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I, I know fans are kind of obviously very curious to see what's going to happen there, and um, their uh, their patience, I think, should be paid off pretty fairly quickly. You know, it, it sounds like Chris, and so uh, th- this is kind of an off season of of change, I think, and I, I think, man, we we also have to sort of accept whether you're a fan or whether you're us sitting here talking about it, your roster more than ever. It's kind of year to year, and it's always been, but I, I think you're always like, all right, so there's 85 scholarship guys, and you kind of count it on, you know, but by the time, you know, you bring in a 25-man freshman class. By the time they become seniors, and then, you know, some of the seniors are redshirt guys, some of the seniors are true seniors, but some guys have left. You know, it kind of ends up being like an 18 to 20-man or so senior class, and then the, the norm of college football was, hey, there's 85 guys on this roster. About 18 to 20 of them are going to kind of move on as graduates. And then the norm was, you know, maybe five five to eight guys that aren't really playing. So as a fan, let's be honest, fans are following the guys who are on the field making plays. As fans, you don't really get upset when those guys leave. But now the reality is it's, you know, a handful of guys potentially who are playing. Right. Or are four- or five-star guys who you were like, man, that guy's going to be good next year. But they didn't play this year. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm talking in general right now. Don't read into it. But that's the new reality, that it, it's there. there's more roster churn than ever Right. if you're a college football fan. We'll uh, keep this conversation going as – Plenty to dive into, not only from Juice Wells, but Spencer Rattler as well. We'll get to all that coming up as we uh, go along with the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on your Thursday morning here on The Game. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on The Game. I want to let you know a lot of basketball coming up the next couple of days. Uh, Have the women's team in action tonight, 7 o'clock. 
taking on a ranked North Carolina team on the road in Chapel Hill. That'll be a good contest there. And then the men's team in action coming up tomorrow night uh, at 6.30, tip-off at 7 o'clock at Colonial Life Arena, taking on George Washington. In fact, Dave, sorry I didn't preview to this before this segment here. We do have another pair of tickets to give way to this game coming up tomorrow night against George Washington. Caller number three right now, 803-404-6100. Win yourself a pair of tickets to see the men's basketball team taking on George Washington tomorrow night at Colonial Life Arena. Uh, getting back to the Juice Wells conversation, I understand a lot of people obviously upset about it, not wanting to see him go, which again, he, very, he could come back. Just leaving that out there. There's always that chance. But look, let's look at this from the perspective of how Juice is viewing things at South Carolina going forward. Obviously, Spencer Rattler is not coming back next year. We'll get back into that. We'll get into that a little bit more here in a moment. But talking specifically specifically about Juice Wells, he's looking at potentially working with a redshirt freshman quarterback and Lenora Sellers, potentially. Um, still got questions on the offensive line. That's not line. what I read on Twitter yesterday, uh, Tyler. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> potentially redshirt freshman quarterback. Um, uh, still questions on the offensive line. Don't know what the running game is going to be like. You don't know who the other wide receivers around you are going to be necessarily um, the, the, as far as contribution goes now that Xavier Leggett's not going to be here. like There were a lot of questions about South Carolina going into next year that could be the reason why Juice Wells is making this decision. You want us to tell you why he's sure. making a decision? I don't, I don't have an answer at this point. I mean, I, I think... <laughs> If, I mean, if you're sitting here, it's like to to your to your point. Do you do you want to do you do you want to be the guy if you're the wide receiver? And it's like I I feel like if you, if you want to leave, if you want to leave, you can find a reason to leave. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, of course. all right, if um, if I'm a wide, let's say let's say I'm a number one wide receiver returning to South Carolina, and they go add two guys from the portal, and then the ball gets spread around. Well, I'm not getting the football enough. Let's say I'm the number one guy, and it's a big drop off for the other two guys. Well, I'm having to do it all. Mm-hmm. I've 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 heard of running backs being upset because they aren't getting enough carries, and I've heard of running backs being upset because um, they're having to carry too much of the load. Mm-hmm. So where where yeah what what do you want? I think the the only person that could truly answer that is Juice Wells. And there was an instance last year with a player that transferred from South Carolina and I actually heard some of the reasons that were said behind the scenes as to why the player was leaving. And even those weren't right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it made what, no sense. What was said would not not only didn't make sense, it was basically kind of like a like a reason, right? Like trying to find a reason. Because you find out some other info, and you found out here, here's really why why the player left. You know, so I mean, if if chances are, it's a combination of things, right? Like, let's say Juice Wells goes to Texas. You know something randomly. You let's know, just let's randomly just, let's say. pull a, t- a school out of the hat. I just did a drawing. Well, and now, I there, Texas. now there's going to be 50 tweets saying Chris is saying that Juice is going to Texas. Well, they're they're, they're already saying that. I think they're but, already saying that. There, there's there's some buzz about that as a possible destination. It's randomly picked, but Texas. but I randomly picked it this time. And so let's <laughs> say he goes there. Well, they're they're really good right now. Steve Sarkeesian does a really good job with their offense. They have a lot of talent. They're a big-name school. Are you convincing him? No, no. 
Uh, so that good. yeah, they would have the development piece if that's a part of it. Is that ten percent? Is it ninety percent? I don't know. Texas would also have the ability to put together massive NIL packages. That's another part of it. And and Texas is not the only school in that category. That both those categories that I mentioned, but they are a school that's in that category. And so, I think odds are when we look at um. Where Juice Wells lands next, if I'm a betting man, you're probably going to see him land at a school that kind of checks both of those boxes, right? And um, there's just a lot to this one. Like, I, I think a lot of people are using this as a bad example of the new era we are in. And if you are, I'm with you. Like, I get it. Um, but also, I, I think it's also fair to point out this situation and the way it was, right? Him returning to South Carolina – for, for last season, um, doing really well on the NIL front, which is true, not playing for most of the season, like that was not great. And then and then immediately bouncing out, like you look at that as a Gamecock, not great, not fun, not something that you would like to have repeat in the future. You don't want to see this happen again. But this isn't how every situ- situation is, right? You're, you're not going to see this in every single situation with every single kid. Um but it, it does illustrate kind of the the negative side of all this at the same time. Yeah. What you what you got over there, Tyler? Oh, it looks like he's you chewing on something, stewing on something. No, no, I'm getting you guys' take on this. I feel like I'm taked out. Like I, there's no way. I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I don't know what else to add. Like, I. I was. I mean, let let's not let's not act like. Juice Wells wasn't taken care of at South Carolina, too. You know, like, I, I think there's a sense of, oh, well, you know, he wasn't taken care of. And this yeah. is what we talked about with Mark from Garnet Trust in the last hour, and I'm just kind of reading the reactions that people have on Twitter and on the Firehouse Subs text line. There's a lot of anger about this. And sure. a, lot of pe- a lot of it stems from people saying, hey, I'm contributing to this program. I know some of my money is going to a guy like Juice Wells, and now he's up and leaving, which, and Mark clarified that, because he's leaving, that means he's no longer going to be getting support from the Garnet Trust, obviously, if he does indeed go somewhere else. So it's not like your money he's, – he's taking your money and running, essentially. It would come to an end when, it, when his contract yeah. ends at the end of December. Um, but I can understand people's sentiment with that because you are more involved with the sport and the program than ever before. And to see somebody that you feel like you are helping out in that way up and leave, I can see how that hurts people. Yeah, and I, I um, you know, I, I want to be fair, too. Like, I see questions on Twitter. I, I read, you know, I read what's out there. There is a question, hey, was he even really hurt? Yeah, yes, Juice Wells was hurt. Like, let's not, um, you know, let's be frustrated if we won't, but let's not, let's not just make stuff up either. So, yes, he was hurt. Um, he did deal with a foot injury. And, uh, you know, and he did re-injure the foot against Georgia. And he... He tried to play through it yep. the first the first few games. So, um, you know, let, let's be fair about that. But otherwise, I do I get the frustration. I, I think part of it is, guys, when you strongly, strongly insinuate that you're coming back to South Carolina. I think I think that has added to the reaction. To be honest, because there was a lot of celebration a week and a half ago. Oh, Juice is coming back next year. This fills a role for this offense. This fills a potential hole 
for this offense. There's a, I mean, y'all saw the celebration. Yeah. Fans were, they were hoping yeah. to see him play against Clemson, but they were, oh, man, a full year of yeah. juice. And, you know, if he says something along the lines of, I want to play college football next year, or I want another year to get ready for the draft, then, you know, that that's a little bit more open to interpretation. But, you know, without saying South Carolina in his tweet 10 days ago, it certainly seemed that that was the direction he's going. And obviously now he's changed his mind and he can change his mind again. Again, we can't keep throwing that possibility out there. He could say, you know what? I do want to come back and be a Gamecock next year. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, and I think the concern is like, Bigger picture when you're – how you mentioned, Tyler, that people are now going, hey, I, you know, what's even the point, you know, of, of doing the whole NIL thing? It, again, this is – there could be others that leave for various reasons. Sure. Uh, South Carolina is healthier than they've been at any point in NIL, but it doesn't just come down to that. You know, it, it's part of it, and um, they're, they're – you know, if some other guys leave, it could be for football reasons or it could be for non-football reasons. Um, again, it, having the healthy NIL programs does not guarantee success. But I think the worry is um, that you you kind of get into a cycle where people lose a little more interest because of things like this. And then you're not as healthy in NIL or you're not as healthy in fan support. And, like, you can understand those things, right, because sure. of how the season went or if you – disagree with some decisions that have been made with the football program or the university's athletic department or whatever it may be. Um, you just don't want to fall in that cycle. And so, that, that's, again, that's why this offseason is so big to kind of get the ship righted. Right. Absolutely. Well, we'll uh, get into what I thought was going to be our lead story for the day, and that's the latest with Spencer Rattler. That's coming up. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on your Thursday on The Game. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you. So much to cover going on with Gamecock program. I've so little time. spent uh, the first half hour there on Juice Wells. I, what I thought was going to be our, our lead story of the day was the expected news that Spencer Rattler is heading off to the NFL draft. Again, we all saw this coming. He made the joke last week about, I don't know, guys. Got more eligibility left, but we knew he was going. And obviously, you know, uh, came here. What many people probably thought was going to be a one-and-done last year, come to South Carolina, ball out, go to the draft. That didn't happen. Came back for an extra year, and, you know, it wasn't the best year, five and seven, but there's no doubt that this team would would not have gotten to five wins if it hadn't been for Spencer Rattler playing quarterback. Yeah, behind the scenes, by the way, y'all, sometimes Tyler texts us and says, hey, guys, what else do y'all want to talk about? And sometimes we're not good about getting back to Tyler, but Tyler. Hey, they are not. It, it, uh, sometimes it just. It, it, it always pays off. Seen. It always pays Sorry, off. Tyler. It's okay. That, but that we we always have something well, to talk we all, about. We always do. It always manufactures itself. But yes, um, man. So Spencer, we talked about it a little bit, and Mark talked about it too. He is just, I, I would say, ingrained now into the kind of the South Carolina program culture and history, and you know, I, I think beating. Tennessee last year beating Clemson in the manner that South Carolina did you know creating those memories obviously not the season this year that anybody at South Carolina nor Spencer wanted but you know I I think guys there's a difference between players that just you know go throw on the uniform and, and play and players who 
are like, I'm going to get the most out of this experience. And, you know, you you don't really think of a two-year guy a lot of times as being that, you know, that guy. But in the case of Spencer, he got the absolute most out of those two years, uh, was very active in the community, handled, um, you know, handled all of his NIL stuff in an absolute top-of-the-line professional way, um, played his absolute tell-off. I go back to that long quote from Dow Loggins um, that happened a couple weeks ago. And just, he gave him the best review you could ever hear a coach give one of his players. And he said, look, I I cannot think of a negative thing to say about Spencer Rattler. And so, you know, I, I just, I think NFL teams are going to get a, uh, a steal with Rattler. And I, I think NFL teams are going to pay attention to to what they hear coming out of Columbia. And I think when you know, when South Carolina does that thing on the the Jumbotron where they run through the guys in the NFL <laughs> and it has a picture of number seven up there, or when Spencer's on the sideline and they say, you know, now visiting today, <laughs> South Carolina former South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler, you're you're gonna hear exactly what he meant to, you know, to this fan base and this community. And that's because of the way he carried himself from start to finish, despite getting hit, despite getting sacked, never threw his teammates under the bus, which it it would have been really, really easy to kind of, you know how guys will sometimes say something where it's like, they're not completely throwing them under the bus, we can all read into it. Sure. I mean, Spencer's getting hit and saying, yeah, hey, part of these sacks were my fault, guys. Mm -hmm. I could have made a little bit better throw there. So... No, nothing but impressed with Spencer Rattler. And, Tyler, a guy that you had on uh, with you one day before the Clemson-Carolina game was Larry Williams for Tiger Illustrated. He actually had a really, I thought, really good tweet about Spencer Rattler the other day. I'll read it real quick. This season, Spencer Rattler presented a mockery of the idea that players automatically become entitled selfish or less committed when they get a bunch of NIL money. That guy was a warrior behind a bad offensive line and kept getting up after big hits. We'll be pulling for him in the NFL draft. And it is. So we were talking about kind of some of the negative side of this this NIL era, college football, wh- whatever you want to call it, this new era of college football. But you you look at him, and he's, he's just done everything the right way, like didn't run from it, um, tough loss, win or loss. He's showing up to the press conference. And I think it's an interesting kind of contrast that, you know, the guy that replaced him at Oklahoma was Caleb Williams. Yep. Spencer transfers to South Carolina. Everybody loves Caleb Williams. And he's a great player, right? But everybody loves Caleb Williams. Still still all hung up on Spencer's past. Or, uh, he, he, he wasn't smiling when he got put on the bench, you know, yeah. at Oklahoma or whatever the, the problem was. And now that's completely flipped, yeah. right? Yeah, now – Southern Cal has struggles. Caleb Williams, people are looking going, ooh, look how he handled that. Spencer Rattler, on the other hand, elevated his game in the midst of a difficult season, and the way that he conducted himself was was a true professional. He's done nothing but help himself. Uh, Absolutely, and and there were certainly some people that, you know, were hung up on the perception of Spencer Rattler from that Netflix documentary when he was 17 years old that we reference all the time. And I think through his two years in South Carolina, not only from his play on the field, but when he's 
doing his media availabilities, public appearances, that kind of stuff, even when he, we've had him on here on um, on the game, I think that has been squashed, that he's a completely different person than whoever that kid was you know, a couple of years ago. And like you said, going to be a loved member of Gamecock Nation for a very, very long time. As we talked about with Mark in the last hour, when Chris, you talked to him last on the Garnet Trust Hour, you know, he said he's going to keep his place in Columbia. He wants to still be involved with this community no matter where his NFL career is going on because he's been so embraced by it and, uh, you know, is really a part of it. It wasn't just a stepping stone for him. I, I want to get Jim Nagy on the show because I – I'm very, very interested to see what the word is on Spencer Rattler's draft stock moving forward because I think when you add in, you know, that that piece, that just maturity that is there now, and I think when you when you look at the plays Rattler made, the consistency he had as far as his accuracy when he had time to throw, um, you know, th- that arm talent that made him the number one quarterback in his class when he came came out in 2019, it is still very much there. And, and I think the accuracy improved, the footwork improved, you know, the decision-making, especially this year, I, I think, at the quarterback position while playing in a more pro-style offense than he was in at Oklahoma, it has improved a ton as well. So, you know, I, I think there are scenarios where Rattler potentially, you know, he's not going to be obviously – the first quarterback taken or anything like that. It's a very deep quarterback class. But there is one upside to that, is that you could land at a place that has more pieces in place around you, potentially, than if, you know, if you're the number one quarterback, you by default are almost always going to a place that has a ton of work to do. (laughs) So maybe, you know, Fortune kind of smiles on him and he ends up at a place that has – more um more pieces in place uh, around him because I, I i i think he can be a surprise guy in the nfl i really do yeah absolutely and again we, we certainly wish spencer the best and look forward to what his uh, next chapter of his career is going to be in the nfl <clears throat> we'll talk a little bit more about the quarterback room because there's some other news going on there as well but first it's a big weekend for sports got conference championship games going from wall to wall tons of college basketball plenty of things to take in you want to have the right setup to do that at your home, you need to give our friends at Integrated Media a call. Chris, do you think that if we wanted to go full on, um, Phil Still, how many how many TVs does he have? Oh, like eight, ten, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yes, you answered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. You think TVs. they could go full on like nine, like three across, three down, like nine, in, no doubt, like in the, like in the Vegas sports books where it's just an entire wall of TVs. I can do the TV wall. It'd be yeah, easy. We for could them. do TV wall. Yeah. What do you think? Home theater system. Oh yeah. Easy. Surround sound. Yeah. Sonos wireless speaker to the outside. Um, IntegratedMediaInc.com, right? Yep. That's where you can find them. 803-948-8327. Chris has yep. a number memorized. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I've called them before. They've been to our homes, both of our homes, multiple times and done some different projects. They do a great job. And, you know, sometimes I like to go and, like, dream about, hey, I'd really like to do this to my house. So I'll go, like, on Instagram or something. They're actually on Instagram, Integrated Media Columbia. And you can get some inspiration of some stuff they've done at other people's homes. Maybe make you a little jealous. What you got dreamed up right now? Well, I I still have the man cave dream. I really do. Yeah. And so if I ever do it, I mean, they're my first call probably because I'm I'm not even worried about like the structure of it. I'm like this is this is what I need like audio visual wise and everything else kind of goes around that. So integrated media Columbia, Instagram, and Facebook. That's where you can find them. Come up. 
come back and wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Talk a little bit more quarterbacks here on the game. Welcome back in. It is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Weston, Chris, along with you for a few more minutes. We're jumping into the halftime show with myself and Terry Ford. Obviously, just talked about Such Spencer a quiet Rattler. Day. I know, it's nothing to talk about at all. Uh, talked about Spencer Rattler, as expected, going to the NFL draft in 2024, but some other shakeups in the quarterback room. Both uh, Colton Gothier as well as Tanner Bailey also expected to jump into the transfer portal. So, as it stands right now, you're looking at a quarterback room of Lenora Sellers, obviously Dante Reno coming in, and then Luke Doty, who's also playing wide receiver. So you're mm-hmm. probably going to have to address this position in the transfer portal, more likely than not. Which uh, it seems like the the thought from the greater fan base sort of, sort of shifted very quickly yesterday um, from the initial argument about... KJ Jefferson, or, or what I what I love about this was an argument about something that hasn't even remotely like taken a step towards actually happening yet. Um, but I, I think you look at that spot and and really whether you're on one side or the other uh, of the KJ Jefferson conversation, um, you're you're you got to find a way to build some depth there, right? And so. When, when you hit the portal at quarterback, some some guys are like, hey, I'm going somewhere to start. And, you know, so that that's one conversation. But can you find somebody? I, I think if you feel like Lenora Sellers is your guy and that's what you want to roll with if you're the staff, you still, you know, and, and I, think, I think Luke Doty has earned a, a chance to compete for the job as well. Let, let, me, let me say that too. I, I think... I think Lenore Sellers could be a generational guy, potentially, potentially, at quarterback. So you got to be very careful how you manage this entire thing. But has Luke Doty deserved a shot to get in there and, and take snaps and, and show his improvement? And, you know, if that's what he wants to do, 100%. Because he's done everything the right way. Now, if you look at that room and you start to sort of say, all right, how, how do we see these guys playing out this year? Even if, you know, Lenoris is your guy, I, I think you do have to sort of look at the, the depth of that room. And it, it is, guys, it is harder than ever to build depth in a quarterback room. South Carolina, they, they may have lacked depth at a lot of spots this year, but they were spoiled. Luckily, Spencer stayed healthy the whole year. But they were spoiled to have Spencer Rattler, an NFL arm, Luke Doty, who uh, will go run through a wall for you, <laughs> and a freshman high upside guy, all in the same quarterback room. You're spoiled if you have that in the year 2023, sure. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't really go into so, – so one question is what do you do with Luke Doty, right? Like what do you think is a staff, and then what does he prefer? If, if he's a quarterback and – you're dedicated to keeping him in the quarterback room, you feel better about this picture overall because Luke Doty has been in some of those fights. He's played in games as a quarterback. Um, He hasn't had, honestly, with how long he's been at South Carolina, the amount of time needed to fully develop as a quarterback because he has gone through parts of a couple season, a couple different seasons 
you know, either playing another position or splitting time at a different position. So that to me is a big question. But I think regardless when you look at it, um, yeah, I agree with you, Wes. Lenora's generational type talent. He's the quarterback of the future. May very well be the pres the the quarterback of the present too. But you don't want to get in a situation where you have one injury and then it's not looking very good. Mm-hmm. And so that but th- so then but if you look at the portal to get a quality type arm, those are generally guys that want to come in and play somewhere, not sit on the bench. And so that that's kind of the the problem, I guess you could say, with this. Well, you have you also have college coaches, Matt Rule, literally saying, "Hey, to to get a starting top quarterback, it's a it's a million dollars. It's possibly two million dollars." So, you know, I I think. That that's part of this equation as well. Frankly, as weird as that is, to it's still a little bit weird to talk about. I, I think, but that that's part of the equation when you're talking about a transfer quarterback coming in. And so, you know, I, I don't know what they'll do at that spot, but the um, I, I will say this: it, it and it still hasn't become official, but it became known. Hey, Tanner Bailey, Colton Gothier, their plans are to kind of move on. That was sort of anticipated internally. I thought one of them for, left after the spring, honestly. For a while. Well, so Gothier is going to graduate in December. Okay. So, you know, th- there's there's lots of aspects to these decisions. And so for Gothier, you're going to go in with with your degree. You know, you, you were at an SEC school for a few years, handled all your business academically. Um, there, You know, he was not going to play this year. Right. Let's be honest. But I, I respect it. Hey, I'm sticking around. I'm getting my degree. But now... You know, it, it just sort of underlines that hey, you gotta you gotta figure out your quarterback position moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Chris and I, we can discuss this a little bit further on tomorrow's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Maybe preview some conference championship games as well. But that'll do it for today's edition. Coming up next is the halftime show with myself and Terry Ford here on the game and the one oh seven five the game app. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. 
Stop-in-Louisiana.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP-IN-Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.